Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. dish debbie we really appreciate you holding on during the break we're going to go ahead and take your call live now to complete the ask stephanie portion of the program hi debbie how are you i'm good how are you ladies we so are good. great what can we help you with so, um i am looking for um brisket for Passover, and yes, I do know how to make one, but I don't want to make one, right. where I can pick one up, and I usually get, like, some crossroads, like a whole, like, five pound, you know, but all I'm doing is warming it up in the oven, and it's always good, but I'd like somewhere different, if if you have any ideas. We are going to have some ideas here for you, um, Yay. and you don't want to cook it yourself. So, I think that... Uh, I think that for Revival Smoked Meats, you know, okay. o- over okay. in yep. Mi- Minneapolis, yep. I feel yep. like they, I'm just wondering if they're still doing brisket by the pound that you can pick some up. Would Cecil's Deli have a good opportunity? Um, they, I'm trying to remember if they do or they don't. You know, if I was going to do that, then I'll probably do, because I live in Minnetonka, I'll probably then do Crossroads just because okay. it's the deli. Yep. I just thought if there was somewhere else. Revival does have go. does have brisket. You can get a half pound for $18, a whole pound for $35. Uh, and that's a the, really good one. Yeah, they're in West End. Or not West End, what, Texatonka. No, no, no. This yeah. is, yeah. Revi- this so is Revival. I can get like a five pound one there like they would i bet you could yeah and this is one that you have to pick up in mini they only do this in the minneapolis store so but you could call ahead and i'm sure that you can talk to them about that because they they do it by the pound anyway so i'm sure that they'll you know give you as much as you want okay all right that's a very good idea yeah all right yeah and it's gonna be real good that brisket is delicious someone just uh sent us an email buddy boy buddy boy out Fine in Minatrista. And Minatrista also has good brisket. Amazing. So that might be another idea for you. Funny, okay. or excuse me, Buddy Boy Fine Barbecue. Yeah. They're great. Okay. All right, good. All, All right. right. Good luck. Uh, have fun. Right, thank you, ladies. You bet. It. Thank you. You bet. I think we have one um, other caller on the line from Alexi, our producer. 
Yeah, I can put them up. I haven't uh, screened them yet. That's okay. Go ahead. Are you okay with that? Yeah. Okay. Caller, you haven't been screened, so don't say anything weird. I'm so sorry. Oh, they just hung up. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Okay. No problem. (laughs) After my shaming, why wouldn't you hang up? Yeah. Don't say anything weird. Don't be weird. Don't swear. And don't be creepy. All right. Okay. Okay. So it is time for a top two or an hour two, Miss Stephanie. March. Do it. Give me the old one two. And now, the Weekly Dish presents... Top two, top two. The top two... Pick your best two. In our two. All right, give me two, winning. All right, so a couple things we are in love with or thinking about or excited about this week. I'll give you my first one. Last night, I went to Char Bar, which is the new sidebar at Butcher and the Boar. So they had had this little private room on the side, and they built it up, and it's kind of its own whiskey den. And it's really clubby and kind of dark, and and uh, they've got a whole bunch of um, very cool little um, th- cocktails. There's a lot of cocktails, and they've got handhelds, like burgers and chicken sandwiches. I didn't do any food eating because I ate somewhere else. But they have, what I really love is they had flights based on the whiskey profile that you're interested in. So you could take a spice flight. If you were looking for something like a little spicy, you could do a smoky flight and then you could like kind of go the gamut of three different whiskeys that really highlight different kinds of levels of smoke. You could do fruity, you could do, and I thought that was really good for it. So if you are a whiskey beginner or if you're someone who's kind of like getting into whiskey and you kind of want to really, you know, you don't want to drink like three drinks in a row yeah. necessarily. And um, having a flight and just doing a little tasty is a fun way in. So this is Char Bar. This is on the side of um, kind of inside Butcher and the Boar. Eventually, it's going to have its own door out by the patio. But right now, you just go to the restaurant and then you say, hey, I want to go see the Char Bar. So, okay. Super cute. All right. So I am one of these people that normally doesn't really buy fancy pasta. Okay. I buy cream at... Right. I if I'm feeling fancy or it's on sale, I buy the blue box one. I can't remember what the name of that one is. Uh Berea? Yes, thank okay. you. But it usually has to be on sale for me to or switch Barilla? from Cremet. I don't know if it's However. However. I had an opportunity to shop at Lake Winds the other day and this woman said, Hey, have you tried this pasta? And I'm standing in the pasta aisle looking at the pastas and I'm like, mm, no. She goes, You know how like you buy pasta and it all tastes the same? I said, yes, I do know. And she said, this is really different. She said they came in and introduced themselves. They live in Italy on this farm, and they were having a hard time getting their wheat sourced. So they started making their own pastas, and they came in, and they've been selling them directly to grocers from like their family in Italy. It is called Mancini Pastificio Agricolo. Pastificio Agricolo. Thank you. And it is, they've got different kinds. I'll go ahead and put a picture on the Facebook page so you can take a look at it. Kurt and I made pasta with it the other day and we made it with a fettuccine sauce. Is it the, is it the orange labeling? Yes. Okay. And it's real. it has a big M on the top. It really was. selling it in at like every, like it's not, you know what I mean? I just picked it up at Lake Winds. I know. And I'm just telling you that it gets, it's on Amazon. It's on Walmart. Yeah. So it's not like, I'm just saying you can go other places. Sure. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. Good. I did feel like it had a different uh, toothier texture to it. And I felt like it just was weedy, I guess, if that's the word. And we enjoyed it. Oh, so great. that's my one for that. Okay. 
Mancini Pastificio Agricolo. Yes. Okay. Oh, it's exclusively with the durum wheat that we grow and harvest annually in the fields surrounding us here in the heart of La Marcha. So okay. maybe that's why it's different. I don't know. It's super good. La Marcha. Okay. I love it. That looks good. Okay. Um, uh, your next my one. My next miss. one is actually something that is, I'm going to kind of tease out what's happening at Baltimore for brunch. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you've heard of this, but they are launching on April 1st something called the Champagner. Oh. It's a brunch, a Saturday brunch, and it's 90 bucks. And it's an all you can eat and drink brunch that includes cocktails, bubbles, mimosas, all sorts of things. Like, and all the dishes, like, it's, they're doing, uh, it's basically like the dishes you can get are, you know, pasta carbonara. You can do avocado toast, creme brulee French toast, sea, ba- sea bass hash, uh, alio olio, London broil, like biscuits and gravy, king crab benny, all you can eat. This feels dangerous. For 90 bucks a person. It's the only, the, the big thing is, is like, it is a, you have a two hour limit. And you have to, like, finish your first course before you order a second course. You know what I mean? So, like, you can't be like, okay, I want all this stuff right now, right here. But you can eat, like, you can order your clam chowder, and then you can eat that, and then you can be like, and and I want an Italian chopped salad, and then you can eat that, and then you can be like, and I want morning Brussels, and then you, and I want olio olio, and if you eat it all, like, you can keep eating. I kind of think it's fun. I know. I love that. I know. So that's, I like fun. Like this sounds fun. Yeah, it's ninety bucks per person. So like, and that's all. And that's all you can drink too. Remember, so you have two hours, and um, so there you go. And it's at it's at Baltimore. They're going to do it on Saturdays. So it's multi course, unlimited, you know, stuff. Two hours to indulge. Food and booze, like alcohol, is like last call each, like for fifteen minutes before you. Before your time is up. Okay, so. this is hilarious. I know it's pretty good, and so it's at Baltimore. I think um, it starts on April first. I think you and I should go after the show. Sure, for a seating. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll have to make sure. Don't book it yet till we confirm the date. Right. Uh, okay. A couple of weeks back, we talked about the gal. Her name is Caitlin Loom, and she's making jewelry out of polymer clay. That is based in food. Oh, the cute little teeny tiny food. Correct. Stuff? And the we specifically talked about the chicken marinating in a Ziploc bag yeah. earrings yeah. and the ramen earrings. Yeah. And I did interview her. I got a chance to talk to her on my podcast that'll be coming out in a couple weeks. Right. But I sort of got then tipped over into this like miniature realism kind of situation. Yeah. And she's great. And you can find her work at Caitlin.luhm on Instagram. But there's another person, and this is not a food thing, uh-huh. but I'm getting van feelings because Kurt is flying out to Las Vegas to pick up the van, and then I'm going to meet him, and we're going to drive back through New Mexico and Arizona, and we're starting to get back in the van way of life. Yeah. And there's this uh, woman, and she is a sculpture artist, and she's a miniature sculpture artist, and her Instagram is earth.clay. And she makes these little teeny tiny vignettes of the national parks. Oh, okay. So, like, she'll have, like, little mushrooms. She'll have buffalo. She'll have the scene of, like, looking at Mount Rushmore. All, like, in these little teeny tiny that fit in your hand. Move it down. Little, uh, I'm just showing Stephanie here. Yeah. That fit in your hand. I got it. 
And she's a polymer clay artist. She's also, uh, she's been at Stone Arch before, which is an event that I work on. And she has like some flowers. She's just, I'm feeling springy. I'm feeling like the van. I'm feeling like getting out and enjoying some like summer flowery love. And I got obsessed with her last week and was just like, oh, these are so cute. Oh, those are cute. And they're not super expensive. And they're little piece, little works of art. Okay, good. So earth.clay. All right. And Caitlin.loom. Cool. And we're done. We got to go. We'll be back. The team you picked to win the bracket is losing their first round game. Oh, come on. Your tax guy looks at your forms and goes, Oh, boy. Mm-mm. Your teen daughter says she's going on spring break to Rio. There are lots of reasons to sweat in March. The only good one is a new membership at the Y. Join and use the Y by March 31st to earn a free month. Sweat smarter at ymcanorth.org. Oh, are we on there? Yeah. Stephanie's like, what are we doing? I don't understand well, why. we've gotten a lot of tweets and emails and... Phil, uh, unofficial researcher, says, I have no idea when I started following Earth.Clay on Instagram, but her work is phenomenal. Oh, good. She's very witty and funny. Uh, let's see. Here's uh, an email that came in. I'm planning, this is from Sue. I'm planning to have an Easter ham dinner. I was planning to do a scalloped potato, but my husband thinks most people would prefer mashed potatoes. Mm. I think your husband's wrong. I'll just start there. I don't know what to do for gravy with serving ham. We have lots of food allergies and preferences to work around. Have done twice baked and baked potatoes in the past. Want to mix it up so it's not always the same. Yeah, yeah. Do I a scalloped think, potato. Yeah, mashed potato feels like wintry to me. Mashed potato feels like with uh, prime rib. Yeah, or unless ma- you wanted to make it like a boxy, you know, with like a chivey sour cream and onion with lots of green onions and chives. I did a loaded baked potato casserole that's on my site. Mm. I mean, but ham also. I don't think you need gravy with ham. Is that me? Is no. that weird? No, I don't, you don't need gravy. I never put gravy with ham. All right, so. I'm going to address Sue's question. Also, if you want to do like a ham, here's my thing again. Make some biscuits and have a little like ham sandwich situation where you have biscuits and and you put out some herb butter. And herb butter and ham on a biscuit is delicious. Yeah. I Gravy and no thank you. Okay. This is kind of another little bit of a weird segment. I'm just going to preface it. It's just like looking at the grid. The grid is like what? I don't even know what that was. I was like, what are we doing? It's an Excel spreadsheet that we both, it's in the cloud and we both look at it periodically during the week and throw things on there. So we each know like you have to plan two segments, I have to plan two segments, and then we have the rest. So I just, I, a couple things I wanted to talk about. One is, is that uh, Nancy Silverton is going to be at Four Seasons in a dialogue with Gavin Kaysen on Friday, April 14th, uh, as part of the series that Gavin does with Spoon and Stable. The Synergy Series. Synergy Series. Yep. Now, Nancy Silverton is someone who has been in the food world for a very long time, has some restaurants in Los Angeles, wrote or co-wrote the Silver Palette Cookbook was Sheila Lukens. And I started thinking about the Silver Palette cookbook and just how revolutionary that cookbook was for me personally, but also I think for a lot of food people. And it is almost 45 years in the making later. So so it wasn't Nancy Silverton. It was too. No, no it wasn't. It was too. I, we've been sitting here and I was like, <laughs> it was Julie Russo and Sheila Lukens. Okay, why? <laughs> I 
was just kind of sitting here going like, I don't think that's true, but I I wanted to make sure. And nope. No. Nope. It's Sheila Lukens and Julie Rosso. Julie Rosso. Okay, I know she had the matzah cookbook. Yes. Yeah, I think you're thinking Silver Palette because Silverton, but that's Oh my not God, it. this is so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> is it really? Am yeah. I that dumb, Stephanie? I'm sorry. It's just a, it's a, it's oh, just a little mistake. Well, yeah, it is a but mistake. But anyway, let's talk about the Silver Palette cookbook uh, wait, I independently. Want because here's the thing. Nancy Silverton being in town is a marvelous, amazing thing. And the Silver Palette Cookbook, it's a yes and moment, is also very great. Okay, that's so funny. All right, yes. And, okay, it's almost 45 years later from the Silver Palette yes. Cookbook coming into the zeitgeist. Yes. And there's been a couple of different versions. Um, I just, this cookbook for me was, I don't even know how it, I, I first found it, but I was like, oh, this is the cookbook for me. Yes. Because it had recipes that were very accessible. It had drawings of things, so I could see what they were supposed to look like. It had really easy steps, and everything I made from it worked. Yes. Like... It was it was the, it was the beginning of, if you really want to think about like the cultural, you know, sort of impact, it was the beginning of bringing that gourmet... Um, sort of aesthetic into home cooking. Yeah. It was really like taking, like, of course the chefs were doing what they were doing. And you you could say, yes, I want to make a buckwheat galette, just like, you know, so-and-so, but it really wasn't, it wasn't really, it was really like copying, it was about copying chefs, right? But the Silver Palette Cookbook to me, and what I understand from, you know, what it really felt like, is that it's it was about taking that aesthetic and saying you can have this every day. You don't have to be a chef. You can be a home cook who also loves beurre blanc, which is probably why cheese, like it's supposed to me in particular. Yeah. yeah. And so they asked other like people in the food world about it. Mm-hmm. And like Adam Rappaport, who is the editor of Bon Appetit, he said at some point in the 1980s, and again the 80s because I graduated from high school in 86. Chicken Marbella became the go-to entree for the Passover Seder in our household. Perhaps my mom thought prunes, olives, and capers made the dish feel all Mediterranean, which in turn made it feel all Sephardic, which therefore made it appropriate for Passover. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I, like, again, because that chicken Marbella in our family is like lore, you know, and we don't make it as much as we used to, but Mm -hmm. for a while there, it was like on the monthly rotation for sure. Yeah. Um, another editor was obsessed with the salmon mousse from that book. Pasta Putinesca mm-hmm. was someone else's first entree into the Silver Palette cookbook. Um, for me, also like the quiche in there was like the first crust that I felt like I really could do with any level of success. Yeah. And that it felt like I just was going to have success making it. Were there other dishes for you? Like, oh, and another one was the Caesar salad in there. Oh, the Caesar salad was a standard setter. And just standard. like, okay, this is how they make that Caesar dressing that yeah. you've read about or they've done tableside in fancy restaurants, but you actually can make it. Were there any other like silver palette ideas that stick out in your brain? I can't think of them other than I just remember being like, I think pesto was the first one that oh, I was yeah, like, pesto, pesto too. was I was like, well, you can make this. You don't have to just. You can make this. Good for you, Nancy Silverton, for (laughs) having your matzah cookbook (laughs) and good for the silver palette. We'll be back.
Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Um, do we have people? I'm sorry. I can't see the thing. I think we do. We do. Do we have both ladies on the line? I'm looking for Carly. I'm looking for Eliza. Eliza. Car- we got you guys here? Okay. I just wasn't sure because I know that somebody has uh, a little voice problem today. A little laryngitis. Is that it? Yeah. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> but you look, you sound great. You guys, I'm so excited. We have City Girl Coffee and we have Wildflyer Coffee Company. You ladies, we're kind of celebrating Women's uh, History Month still, and we're talking about women-owned businesses. And I love that you guys are coming together in collaboration, and you both have very cool companies, and you're doing great stuff on the coffee scene. And I'm just so excited you could be here. Thank you so much for calling in today. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. Okay, so Carly, I kind of want you to talk a little bit about Wildfire and talk to us a little bit about, tell us what Wildfire is and what your vision is. Yeah, um, so Wildfire Coffee is a nonprofit coffee company and we exist to employ youth experiencing homelessness. So all of the Bruce's we hire are 16 to 24-year-old young people who are in housing instability, um, can be couch hopping, sleeping on the streets, in shelter, or in transitional living, um, and we do a four-month program to support youth in job skills and kind of figuring out what's next for them after they leave us and hope to support them in stream employment. And you just so opened... we are excited because we have one coffee shop in Minneapolis, and we actually just opened our second one in St. Paul last week. Congratulations. As someone that Thank is, you. I remember talking to you right when the Minneapolis location opened for Makers mm-hmm. in Minnesota, and... I just, I mean, you are really putting in the work. You are making change. You are changing people's lives. And you are also creating this business model that other people can admire and look at and be like, wow, this is really how you teach people how to get out of poverty, yes. how to get out of mm-hmm. difficult circumstances. I'm just really impressed. I've always thought that you just are an amazing person. So thank you for yeah. doing this work. Thank you so much. That means a lot to hear. Yeah. Good. Now, okay, so you guys are, and then, um, and then, you know, City Girl Coffee has been around for a long time. And it's Eliza or Elisa. I don't want to say your name wrong. Eliza. Eliza. That's what I thought. Okay. So, Eliza, you guys have been, you guys have been on the scene and pushing forward with great coffee, woman owned business. Tell me a little bit about, like, what, how this collaboration with Wildfire came about. Yeah, you know, um, sorry. <laughs> thanks for uh, letting me be on with my, my uh, raspy voice. You're not bad. It's um, good. <laughs> it's kind of sexy. It's better than it was for, better than it was for sure. Um, yeah, you know, Carly and I met um, a, a few months back. Uh, actually had her on my podcast, um, the, the City Girl Empower Hour, to, to highlight women-owned businesses and support one another. And through that connection, you know, we just said, how cool would it be to – create kind of something together and support each other as as women in the coffee industry you know city girl was started um to support the the coffee growers the producers um to really create uh equity and equality and an awareness of what needs to happen to create that up at the point of um you know sourcing the coffee but as it's evolved it's really become a brand about supporting women through the entire supply chain and carly's such a an amazing example of a woman in coffee and and we're still very much in a male dominated industry and so we wanted to come together and and collaborate on this um women's capsule to support women's history month and um to support each other and to support women's equity throughout the entire supply chain of coffee 
I mean, mm-hmm. and that, do you find that it's hard to, as a woman in this in the coffee industry, to sort of do you need to seek out these relationships with other women because it's kind of hard to, in, with all the noise? Uh, Holly, I'll let you answer first, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I think it was really wonderful. Um, to me, it's always connect with other women um, in the coffee industry. I think we've all experienced a lot of like the same things and just that solidarity and support has been really meaningful. We talked a lot on my podcast about like mental health and women business owners and kind of how that can be really different for like women versus men and, and like the pressure we feel as women business owners. Um, So I found it really meaningful for us to like collaborate and hear that in each other and support each other. That's awesome. That's awesome. And then, and then as far as it being where you guys are, um, so let, actually let's talk about the, the capsule and what is, what is, what is it really like? What, what can people get and how can they support yeah. you guys? So the capsule is, um, we sourced coffee from Peru and it's from a women coffee growers that are part of a gender equity program mm-hmm. that supports them through social recognition, financial inclusion, and coffee quality. Mm-hmm. Um, so the coffee is coming directly from this program that's supporting women. And then, of course, we're two women, um, I guess, owned coffee roasting companies. And so we each roasted um, the same coffee, like, a little differently. Wildfire's blend is a little lighter, and City Curls is more of a medium. And so in the capsule, you get two... Um, bags of that coffee and you can kind of compare the different roasting styles and how it's brought out different flavor notes and that's obviously fun and great and then kind of on a greater level what it's supporting obviously is two women-owned businesses um, that are mission-driven as well as the women in Peru that we bought the coffee from. I think that's awesome. I love that and it's $20 and you can order it. Can you order it online or is it only going to be like a pickup situation or where can they get this? Nope. They can get it online um, at both citygirlcoffee.com and wildflyercoffee.com. And then it's also available in both of Wildflyer's shops in Minneapolis and St. Paul. This is so great. This Carly, is- are you noticing that the workers are starting to come back into downtown and that the coffee shops are getting a little bit busier? Um, you know, our coffee shops aren't downtown, so I don't have a direct um, frame of reference for that. Well, you're but- Minnehaha, right? Isn't that where your original location mm-hmm. is? Yeah, the Longfellow neighborhood. Okay. Um, so if you're in downtown St. Paul, though, you're you're in the lower town area. You're kind of in that neighborhood. Is it feeling like things are a little bit more lively? I think we have been, you know, and we've only been there for a week, so I can't totally say, but we, we definitely feel like it's busier than we expected it to be. Yeah, good. Um, so, yeah, I'm hopeful that. I think people are wanting to come back out and like, especially with remote working, I think a lot of people are working from coffee shops. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I'm, yeah, I think we're, we definitely been surprised at least by our first week in business of like, okay, this is busier than we thought it'd be. Yeah. So that's hope. And it's a funny, like the whole people working remote. I mean, coffee shops are such a great way to do that. And mm-hmm. you also have, it kind of speaks right to your mission too of the community because you can really interact with people in your community when you're hanging out at their coffee shop for hours. Yeah, absolutely. And we want to be a community space. So. And how many, you know, as far as the program goes, you know, as you guys are providing, you know, youth age 16 to 24, you know, four month employment training program. Do you, is that something that like, do you have a lot of people applying for that? Or is that something that you have to kind of get out there and get the word out to get people to apply? How are you seeing the the response? 
Yeah, we definitely have, I would say, more applicants than we at any given time can, like, support. So right. we hire about 10 youth at each location. Um, so we, we can work now with two shops with about 50 to 60 youth every year. Um, we are primarily referral-based. So we have great relationships with other youth-serving nonprofits in the Twin Cities who are sending young people to us. Um, so we definitely, I think that has given us, like, a really good pool of applicants of youth who are ready for a program like ours. But I know we have, there's always like a lot of youth applying at different points in the year. Yeah, um, that's awesome. It says, I was just looking on your site and I love that your 2022 outcomes that you paid $85,000 in wages paid to mm-hmm. young people experiencing homelessness. I mean, that's that's just a massive, awesome, that's a great number to put up there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think, I just think it's really important that youth are able to make money and I think that's just like an equity thing especially you know nonprofits can be so can be challenging in that way of um I think our model I really work to to increase kind of like the economic piece of I love their life yeah and you can by the way you guys not only buying coffee obviously supports both these businesses and definitely you know consider this wonderful coffee pack you can obviously go into the coffee shop um yourself and just order from you know just go have a cup of coffee you can also donate to wildfire so if you want to feel like you know you think like you have a corporate structure that allows you to match funds or anything like that offering Mm -hmm. them you know donation is a really great way to kind of boost uh boost their program and i think it's wonderful thanks you guys for being on i love the collaboration of women love like having coffee with ladies is one of my favorite things ever so this seemed like such a natural win so thanks you guys for all that you both do out there Thank you so much for having us. Indeed. Have a great day. Have a great day, you guys. We'll be right back. (laughs) Just for the record, Stephanie (laughs) just asked me if I'm going to the Nancy Silverton talk and going to ask her to sign my silver bill. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I love it. funny show you guys do you want to do a silver palette cookbook like homage like should we do like a cook two things from it yes this week can you handle that or Uh, no or should we put it out for next month so people can go out and get the book it's the month okay i think it's next month because i mean i'd love to remake the chicken marbella i would well this is the things i want to make some caesar you know from home from scratch and my recipe my recipe from caesar is better than hers so i'm not gonna do that um, hers again, <laughs> Nancy's. <laughs> Here's the deal. Let's do this. Actually, you know what? Let's do it like this. So, um, we are potentially out somewhere. We might have a live broadcast at the end of April. It's not been totally confirmed yet. I don't think. Nah, yeah, it's probably happening. Okay, at maybe Roseville. Yeah. yeah and so us. on 429. Why don't we have a segment? So it's the end of April. So that gives you guys a month, you know, and a little bit to kind yep. of go out and find your silver palette. Maybe pick three or four recipes you want to cook, and we'll have a whole segment about. Uh, doing silver pellet food. Love and, it. And everybody can like, if you guys want to send us an email about what you want to cook so that we make sure that we're not all cooking the same things, we'll kind of track that. And let's just have like a little cookbook review. I mean, I, I'm not saying bring your dishes. I'm just saying we'll have a conversation about it and you guys can call I love in, it. tag us, and we'll uh, we'll do it. We can tag all of your items and stories. Yeah. I have to say, like Joy Altman right now is up on my story page because she made my lemon blueberry loaf. Yeah. Which... When someone makes like a dish that you have in your cookbook, it's thrilling. Is like, it really? It feels so cool. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And then they send you pictures. Like another friend of mine last night sent me a text. She's like, making your 
chicken with olives and rosemary and capers tonight. And the house smells amazing. And I just like she's a good friend that I don't get to spend time with a lot. Right. So I'm like, oh, like she's experiencing like me through this dish in her house that she's smelling that's making her think of me. Super sweet. It's amazing. I kind of love that. Yeah. Okay, so that's it. We're going to say end of April. You know what? I'll put up a note on the uh, the Instagrams or whatever on the Facebooks and we'll make sure that we announce it in case people are are missing it or whatever if they tuned out already so but let's just plan we'll have that end of april will be our silver palette cookbook uh fun party time all right i want to make sure oh someone is enjoying our show from budapest what and it, it would actually be budapest budapest if you lived there uh she just a friend jill guimont on twitter just sent a picture of her in front of a castle saying, I'm enjoying your show in Budapest. Oh, how great. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, I would be enjoying Budapest. That's one of those places that's on my bucket list that I have not yet been that I want to go. We, so. we decided to, it's funny because we went there and it was great. You should go. It's amazing. We're going to Prague. Uh, well, we're going sailing this summer, <laughs> but before we go sailing, we're going to hit up Prague. Still want you to talk about that. I know that. This is a good time to tell us one of my many Prague experiences. I will tell you about a few of them, but not until closer. <laughs> when, okay, because I need your Prague experiences. I, well, I mean, this was many, many years ago, and uh, but I do. there's a lot of more things. I was there, my God, you guys, it was like 90... Six. I mean, if the Silver Palette cookbook is almost 45 yeah. years old. I know. Hello. Hello. Friends. I know. It's been a long time. Prague was, but Prague is, Prague is still remains one of the, just like the coolest, darkest, Kafka-esque, sort of magical cities of all time. So, I love it. And I have not been back. I would go back, but. Um, okay. So a couple other things to know, you guys. Uh, Giacchino's Pizza and Pasta is back open dining oh. in. Right? Oh, Chikino's is sweet. Yeah, since 1975, that's been a family-owned business on 36 in Chicago, and they shut at the pandemic and never reopened. Um, they've been doing takeout, but their dining room is now open again. I'm going to tell you what, that saucy meatball hoagie is a moment. That's what I'm going to tell you about I that. got your saucy meatball hoagie That's what moment I'm saying right about here. Bar. Yeah. Um, okay, I also wanted to shout out a couple things. Today, it's a decade of Smack Shack. Today marks oh. the decade. They're having a huge party. If you didn't burn your uh, your weekend vibes all the way through St. Patrick's Day, to maybe today is the day you go to Smack Shack in North Loop. They've got live music. They've got an ice bar. They've got tons of oysters, wine shots. It's a decade of Smack Shack. Can you believe it's been 10 years? No. That's another thing. And I love that patio still and just love the food there. It really is spectacular. Okay, another thing I want to make sure that you guys know about, France 44 is doing a meet the cheesemaker lunch on March 30th. I think it's a Thursday. Um, it's Andy Hatch from Uplands Cheese, which is where our oh, favorite yeah. Rush Creek Reserve yes. comes in. And But they also have the Pleasant Ridge Reserve, which, which is, is amazing amazing cheddar. cheese. So what's really awesome is that you get to meet Andy. You get to talk about like life on the dairy and what it's like, because it's been a tough couple years, you know, as far as everything goes. And But they're bouncing back, and I think that's kind of an interesting story. You get to eat cheese and have house-made mm-hmm. sausages, and then you get to help the France 44 kids pick their special batch through a tasting process. Oh, that's fun. Is that fun? Yeah, Like, you fun. get to pick their allotment, and I think that's kind of like an awesome thing to do. You know, we've talked a little bit about Anne Ahmed and her Kaluna and her delicious uh, restaurants. Yeah. She has her, the Lao New Year menu is up and it's a special tasting menu that you cook with her or eat with her and watch her cook. And that menu is up and the it's for the April, I want to say it's April 14th. 
Have you seen her cooking with friends thing, though, too? Uh, yeah, and she's got some openings for that, too. Okay, great. So if you're interested in that, these are on talk. Yeah, this is on these. Explore Talk, which you guys, that's 150 bucks for that one on Sunday, April 16th. And I think that's a great ticket also because it's just, basically you get this, you're in this really small space in the back, you know, in the shop at Kaluna, and it's like this table and there's the kitchen. I just love it. Yeah, that would be a fun special thing to do. Absolutely. Um, Good one. Also, if I say to you. Yeah. Smoked white fish spread with veggies, lavash, and dilly crackers, zucchini fritters with lemon yogurt sauce, wedge salad with tarragon ranch, French onion soup, whole roast ribeye with ribeye rub, oh and my. Richard's fried potatoes, and rhubarb skillet cake. Yeah. This is the event that Red Cow is cooking from my cookbook. And with each of these dishes, it's like, it's a lot. Wait, those are all from your cookbook? Yes. Okay. And they are pairing them. So like with the smoked white fish, you'll have the dilly lime gimlet. With the zucchini fritters, you'll have the spicy cilantro Moscow mule with the red cow ginger beer. Uh, with the French onion soup, they're going to have an apple cider cocktail. Like all of wow. they've paired cocktails from my book with dishes from my book that Chef Travis is going to make. And we'll, I'll be there. I'll have books. When we'll, is it? You get a book with your ticket. We'll tell the story. It is, of course, not on the top of my radar. <laughs> I was Let like, me tell you. This sounds great. What is it? It is going to be great. Um, April. April? It's in April. It's in April. No, it is April-ish. <laughs> <laughs> I guess oh, this is Facebook. a TV date. Oh, we got to go. No, April 27th, Thursday. Get tickets. It's on the website. <laughs> <laughs>